We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I will definitely look at the makeup. You know, in this case, you were talking about offense of offense. And what did we do well? We ha- I mean, statistically, we did a lot of good things this year. But, yes, you know, the other day, 10 points is not going to win many playoff games. Most likely, you know, we know we got to score more than that. Bills GM Brandon Bean. All right, they do have to score more than that. They, yeah, more than ten. I agree. Eleven would be nice. Anything more than ten. Yeah. It's Jeremy and Joe. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, February fifteenth. Happy belated Valentine's Day. Hopefully, had a nice, nice Valentine's Day. Happy one day golf day. In February, because apparently it's going to be today and then, like, nothing for two months. Okay. And Pat Hammer's saying it's going to snow next month, right? Yes. I mean, we still have March. Right. So, March brings some snow from time to time. Like, I could golf today and then not golf till May. That's probably right. Yeah. And you might have the benefit of the ground being frozen-ish right now that happened on sunday and it was i i didn't expect that in that i was expecting letting the dog out it would just be mud and i went outside and it was warm like it was in the 50s on sunday wasn't it and finn's running around in the backyard and it's like the ground is frozen over has it stayed that way since then though yeah now that it gets a little bit warmer and also do i want to be playing on a frozen ground get more roll yeah you do like playing on tarmac it's like I don't want to break peak. my hands though on the, <laughs> when I'm like when I hit one chunky. Yeah, like when you were younger and you'd play baseball in the spring, it was really cold. And yeah, you'd have, have yeah. a bat hit a ball in the cold and get a sting up the hands. Yeah, pretty yep. tough. Anyway, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. If you're golfing today, congratulations. If you're not, well, then that's okay. I'm I'm not playing golf today. I've, I've I'm not committed. Well, you've, to that. you've got Arsenal. Uh, you got Arsenal Man City. I do. This I is do. the biggest sports game for you since Bills Bengals. Yes, you got to be. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it probably will decide the championship today, right? No. Depending on the result? No. They play again. And there's they, 10 oh, games I left. they played already earlier nope. in the year. Nope. It was a different tournament? Nope. This is their first game. Okay. This is their first game. But you've said even if you if Arsenal wins, you think they'll win the championship. I said that before they lost to Brent, or they tied Brentford. <laughs> okay, that's right. I, the, the race got a lot closer. Yeah. So we'll see. But it's a, it's a massive, massive game today at 2.30 from uh, Arsenal. Anyway. So, Bill stuff. I mm. am happy about something, Joe. I'm very happy. First off, I've got a we got a graphic about Bill's offensive tendencies. We've got to talk about uh, Allen pre and post injury. But I'm I'm happy that you know how it works. You've you've done this long enough. You sit in this chair. You know what you think. But sometimes you have trouble saying the thing you're trying to say. Sure. And I've been struggling to do that with the Bills and the Chiefs, maybe even for a year. So, sorry. Hand up. I've had a feeling, and I haven't known how to say it in the right way until yesterday when I when I really realized what it was. So I put up the question asking, are the Bills on the level with the Chiefs, right? And you and I talked about that briefly. The Chiefs have two Super Bowl wins, three appearances, five AFC Championship appearances. We've seen the Bills play the Chiefs, and they've been competitive, and they've won a pair of games in Arrowhead in consecutive seasons and should have beaten them in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. 
And that would lead anyone that watches these two teams to say, like, yeah, of course. Like, they're right there. They're on the level. I've seen it. If they played, Bills could win that game if they're healthy. And, you know, a bunch of responses to this and good takes, fair takes all the way about all this stuff. And one of them helped me realize what I really feel about these two teams. And it was that in November, the Bills beat them and were the consensus best team in football. Or in October, sorry, October. Yeah. When they won in Kansas City in that game that was very dramatic. Watching that game, you know. (laughs) It was was everything you wanted, right? Allen with a late touchdown, and then your your prize-free agent Von Miller – Gets to Mahomes yep. and forces him to throw an interception to win the game. You're like, and Mahomes, we remember we went up to that game. How many different scenarios of would you take the ball? Would you rather be down with a minute to go than up yeah. a minute to go with the ball? And Mahomes had the ball with time on the clock, and they still won the football game. Yep, it was the perfect scenario. Your defense did the job that you brought the defense together to do after your stud quarterback did the thing and. Dawson Knox, a part of the offense. At that point, the Bills' offense is humming. And the Bills are the consensus, probably consensus, best team in football. The Eagles are still unbeaten at that point, right? The Bills would have yep. lost they to had, Miami right they before that. convincing to do. The Bills came into the year as a Super Bowl favorite. Yep, yep. And, you know, the snarky thing to say is, like, you know, you don't hang up a banner in November. But more so, well, what happened since November? The Chiefs were still young in their offensive build, just like the Bills were. Ken Dorsey's first year as offensive coordinator mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. First year without Tyreek Hill. Eric Bieniemy's their offensive coordinator still. Andy Reid's offense. Okay. So both teams were still kind of finding out who they were. And then after that game, the Bills looked like a heavyweight champ that maybe got socked a couple times. A little shaky on his legs. And the Chiefs, on the other side, they lost a the game to the Colts. And that was, the re- that was their only loss the rest of the year. Right. They, 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 is that their last loss? That's their last loss. <laughs> they did not. Oh, they, no Bengals. They Bengals. lost the Bengals too. That's right. Sorry. So they lost three games. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Indianapolis. Wild. Mm-hmm. And they lost to the Bills. And the Bills after that game lost a game to the Jets, mm-hmm. the Vikings, and then that was it. They only lost three games: Miami, the Jets, and, and the, the Vikings, and then the Bengals. Yeah. And. The, the, the phrase I want to use for all this, because this is how the GM has to be thinking about the Bills and the, and the Chiefs, is that all of the everything we talk about here, these are moving targets. You're not trying to get to where the Chiefs just were this last year, where, hey, look, I was competitive with them. That's right. That Chiefs team is over. They're going to have a new one next year. Mm-hmm. This team they just had was post-Tyreek Hill was a new a new version of them. And they were dynamic in different ways. And Mahomes was great in different ways. And every single version of these teams, you know, it changes from not just year to year, but sometimes week to week. And injuries can change them. And Josh Allen, right, the elbow injury. That might have been the biggest thing that changed the Bills' course of their season was your quarterback might have been playing at 87% instead of 100%. You just didn't have Allen Mm -hmm. the way that you normally have. We've got some breakdown of that stuff. So the phrase for me is moving target. And what the Bills need to be doing is forgetting about how do you beat the Chiefs. Forget that whole, well, we. Bean has said it a few times, and I think there's some merit to it, that how you lose reveals something about you, right? They lose to the Texans. 
They go get Stephon Diggs because they need a number one receiver. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes total sense. They lose to the Chiefs. Well, it's about getting to the quarterback. We got to get some defensive ends. And then they probably overcompensated in that department. Yep. Over two off seasons, spending three first and second round picks and adding Von Miller. Right. Is that not overcompensating for yes. this idea of the Chiefs of, oh, this is how we have to do it? But the Chiefs changed from Tyreek Hill, became a faster passing offense, have nullified defensive ends. You have a constantly moving target. No matter what the year is, you're a moving target, they're a moving target. So that's where I think a lot of the conversation gets down to identity. Who are you going to be? What are you going to be the best at? Yeah. Forget about how you're going to beat them. They're going to be different next year. You don't even know what they're going to be next year. Right. It's like stop trying to catch up to Kansas City because by the time you catch up, they're going to be at a different spot. Right. You're yeah. you're in a constant race, and you're not trying to get to some sort of benchmark. What you, what you have to do is get past them, and they're also trying to improve. And as the Bills pursued defensive ends and went on this strategy of trying to get to the quarterback, which has its value. I'm not trying to say it doesn't. What happened along the way? Other teams got really good weapons. That's the Dolphins. That's the Bengals. That's the Jaguars. These other playoff teams mm-hmm. that showed up, and all of a sudden, your offense that looked like it was unstoppable in Buffalo faltered a bit. It fell back a bit. Sure, it still put up points, but we all watched it. It was not the same. Right. And it's because you focused in on the finer pieces of your defense at the expense of having a killer offense. Every every decision they made that was a big decision last year wasn't every big, bold move something on the defense and on the offense. It yeah. became, well, everybody will just kind of next man up this thing. The, the coordinator was next man up. The receivers were next man up. Yeah. Up and down the roster. They're only, Ryan Bates, even like their offensive line moves. The only, Spencer Brown too, the only, what was the biggest asset they spent? It was James Cook. Yeah. A second-round draft pick on a pass-catching running back that you barely used in the passing game. And we're not even sure how badly they wanted him because they traded down two times before, right. they, pick, before they picked him and so, tried to j- sign a different guy. So it's about what 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 is this team's identity going to be? Right. Let's This it, day forward, what's their identity? And the Tremaine Edmonds decision, doesn't that, does, isn't that the first question? If your identity is going to be balance, great defense, Sean McDermott, Leslie Fr- then you're bringing back Edmonds. Yes. And if you don't bring back Edmonds, are they going to just next man up the defense the way that they have on the offense, or are they going to spend a premium asset to fill that spot? Because You mean if Edmonds If Edmonds walks. leaves. If Edmonds yeah. leaves, will it just be, let's next man up this thing, like they did with receiver number two, right? like they did with guard spots, like they did with coordinator. Yeah. Every spot on the on the offensive side has been a little bit of, okay, just you know plug and play. And on defense, it's first-round picks again and again and again. It's first and second-round picks. Right right tackle even was that. Right tackle is not a nothing position. And Darrell Williams, who was on this team two years ago and three years ago, was their starting right tackle and was pretty good. He got injured, had to move to guard, and they put a third-round guy in there. And how much is the third-round guy really proven? I guess, how different is Spencer Brown from Terrell Bernard? Those are all, Those are both... Important positions. Neither is the most important position on the side of the ball. And you got two third-round picks. They were very willing to go to the third-round pick that hadn't proven a lot on the offensive line. Are they just not going to even think about going to the third-round pick on the defensive side of the ball? Because if they did that, 
if they did do that, if Bernard or even Dodson, whoever, next man up, middle linebacker, that would pr- that would prove to me as much as anything they could do this offseason. That they're shifting that, their identity. Yes, exactly. That they are they are willing to change their way of thinking. And I would have confidence in I, I would be impressed, I think, if they were to end up on that spot. And that's not me saying that I think Edmonds is a bad player. I think he's a great linebacker. But man, I would be so impressed if they were willing to move off that and Yet, how do you get ahead of the Chiefs? You don't get ahead of the Chiefs by bringing back your middle linebacker. You try something else. It might not work, but you go take that money and you go spend it. I, I mean, you spend it on the offense, right? That's how you change. Maybe. I, I get I get crossed up. I, I, I get to, well, I have to spend some money on defense. And I was looking at the Bills' contracts. So they're big money defenders that they have next year on the books. It is, of course, Von Miller. He's uh-huh. the he's the biggest ticket item. Tredavious White. Okay. Hyde, Ed, right? Ed, yep. Ed Oliver. Milano. Milano. In order. It's Miller, Trey White, Milano, Ed Oliver, Micah Hyde, and Taron Johnson. Okay. That is six that are Taron, second you second second contracts at least. Yep. Right? Taron Johnson's yeah. just under ten million dollars. But he's a fundamental part of this this team. They, they oh, sure. he plays all yeah. the, all the time in their format. So, Oliver might be the one that they wish they had back. If they didn't have Oliver on the fifth-year option, you could designate most of that money for mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds. But if you go to Edmonds, he's probably getting in between Milano and Tredavious White money, which is between thirteen and sixteen million. I think they're not going to make him more highly paid than Tredavious White. I think I think Spotrac puts him at eleven million. The franchise tag puts him at twenty. Are they putting Milano? I'm sorry, Tremaine Edmonds as the second highest paid player on this defense? I just don't think so. It's I, a man. This I, would they do this? This is not quite your identity shift, but would you move Oliver in order to pay Edmonds? Even if it's not for uh, me and Sal have joked about like Oliver for DeAndre Hopkins is a fun trade idea. Just I don't even mean that. I mean like you trade Oliver for nothing, a third round pick, a sure. fourth round pick, just to free up that money so that we could pick Tremaine Edmonds. It becomes Edmonds versus Oliver in that situation more than even well, it's Edmonds versus. Do we want to do something completely different? Yeah, and they could get to that point, couldn't they? Yeah, it could. It could. That how much of a shift would that be? That would be. Signing up for replacement level defensive tackle, wouldn't it? Possibly. Unless they spend a first unless round pick they, on that. Right, again. unless they do it again. Right. Unless they spend another premium asset. I, I don't want to rule out that they... I, I don't know which side I would bet. I, you're, you're, you might be crossed up right now where on whether or not they should do it. For me, I'm crossed up on whether or not they will do it. I feel pretty confident in that I would not pay Tremaine Edmonds the amount of money it's going to cost to get him. Whether or not they will do it, I am, I'm like right down the middle. On whether or not I I could totally see them making him the second highest paid player on that defense. I lean towards they will. I don't know if they should, and I don't want to judge an entire off season and identity off of the first thing they do. They bring back Edmonds. That might be the only big move they make on defense, and they might just they might start next man upping their defense a little bit. They, they did that with great success at corner two when Travis White was the number one corner. Who's that going to be though? Right, like their defense is pretty much figured out. Safety would be it, right? Safety would be it. But that's really that's a spot they could also draft. Yeah, that's the only spot. Man, well, if they drafted that too, like with a premium asset. I mean, like first or second round. If, 
it's almost it's almost getting to a point where they if they don't spend their first round pick on offense, people are going to freak out. No, right? Because and, and I know, look at all who on the defense is a next man up. If they do that, if they draft, they let's say they draft a safety in the first round. Let, let's let's play the doomsday scenario, if I may even call it that. They will have two first round picks at corner. Von Miller, a hundred million dollar player at defensive end, a first round pick at the other defensive end, a top ten pick at defensive tackle. Daquan Jones might be the the lowest asset you've paid to anybody. Edmonds a first round pick in a contract. Milano Second a big contract. contract. Hyde a big contract. And the safety will be a first round pick. You'll have an entire defense. All every single starter, Taron Johnson too, without a single guy that you haven't made a sizable investment in. And the offense. Is it everybody but Allen and Diggs and Cook? Dawkins, second contract. Dawkins, okay, right. Morse, highly paid free agent. But it's not but every that, player like it no, would be on defense. That's it. It would be those. It's Allen, Diggs, Dawkins, and Morse are your big investments on offense. And everybody else is either a draft pick or a bargain deal. It's it's spending, and it, that, that's By the way, that to me is not... They want to be balanced. Is that their, is that their way of seeing balance? Because to me, if that happens, man, if they draft a safety in the first round or even any defensive player in the first round, to me, I, it'll be confirmation that their view of balance is we got the offense because Allen's there. Allen is the offense. Mm-hmm. And that means we can do we can pour everything into defense and because he's got the offense. And, and there's probably a a sustainable model of success there, but you're going to consistently ask Allen to do too much. Let's get a call in here. Anthony in Lockport. Anthony, what's up? Hey, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, hey, I just tuned in 10 minutes, and I was listening to everything, and I can't help but completely agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, what I want to talk about was Von Miller. You know, injuries aside, obviously he was a difference maker when he was on the field. We spent a lot of money on him. You know, where could that money have gone on the offense to help support Allen, you know? Get him more weapons. Patrick Mahomes, what did they do? They got him weapons. Hurts, he already had weapons, but then they got A.J. Brown. We didn't do anything for Allen. We, 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 we basically relied on McKenzie, who fell flat on his face this year, and Davis, who was unproductive as much as we thought he was going to be. He, he didn't roll out. So I, I want to think, what, what could have we done to help Allen this year and would have made a difference, you know? And that's thanks, Anthony. That's where I think, you know, you 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 like to say you don't want to work yourself into a corner. You never want to like only. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to a you must take this position. It felt like the Bills were approaching corner two last year as they must take it. Yeah, it seemed to be a very popular answer, especially with the injury to Tre'Davious White. Have to take a corner. Have to supplement your secondary because that's that's what a Sean McDermott defense is is the back end. Right. They play this style and they've been very good. So that that's worth pointing out. Kyrie Elam in year two might be amazing. Right now, if they don't spend their first round pick on offense or make a sizable investment in it in free agency, and they don't have a lot of money to spend either. That's the thing. Like Edmonds, no. if they sign Edmonds, that's that, probably that's the it. only move they make this offseason. Right. And then it becomes everything in the draft focuses in on offensive line receivers. It feels like an an offseason where we're not going to argue much at all. You, me, callers. I don't know anybody. Except maybe on running back. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But otherwise, right. How many calls will we take between now and May 
when's the draft? April or May? They move it last April. week of April. Last right? week of April. How many calls do we take between now and April that say, "No, guys, I need them to take and then insert a defensive player here." You might get a defensive tackle if Oliver gets traded. Is, is there a safety guy out there safety, that wants them to replace Poyer? Linebacker. But every one of those calls, wouldn't that person be willing to take the player in the third or the fourth? Mm-hmm. This this team is desperate. You know, you don't like to say desperate, but they are desperate for investment in the offensive side. And I think the fans are desperate to see Josh Allen get help. Yeah. Be flush the way that the final four teams in the NFL playoffs were. Brock Purdy steps into an offense and he's great because they're flush with weapons. The system is is friendly. The line's great. I keep thinking about Allen and Mahomes in this way. If Allen had that Mahomes injury where he can't really run that effectively, how would the Bills offense look? Would they be cooked? Like he had yeah, an injury, they, he had an injury yeah. to his elbow. We'll get some of the splits on how he looked before and after the elbow injury when we get back. But if he has a high ankle sprain and can throw but can't really run, they're how, not they're not doing anything. No, they're in real trouble. They're running the ball, right? They're they are lining up two tight ends, Bobby Hart. Like they are going to try six to, offensive linemen. They're they going to run a lot this year. They're going to run the football. In the Chiefs, it was quick passing game. They don't they, or bubble screens to Tony or Scott like they don't have it, they don't have it. And I'm, real quick on the Von Miller point, I don't put their lack of investment in the weapons on the Von Miller contract as much as I do the picks before that. Because to me, that is what led you to the Von Miller contract. Your failure to find a franchise pass rusher with for a first round pick, two second round picks, and three mid level contracts, which it's hard to do. I, I, it is hard to do. I mean, Miller is a second overall pick. That that's yep. You know, he's for his entire career been that guy. But you took five or six swings at that ball, and yep. you didn't hit a home run. You hit a double maybe with Rousseau, but Not- you didn't hit a home run. And that had they had Rousseau broke out in his rookie year, or Basham, or Ep- if Epinesa had turned into a, a you know high single digit sack guy, low double digit sack guy, would they have signed Von Miller? Would they have felt like they needed to sign Von Miller? I, I feel like there were a lot of scenarios where they would have gotten more and felt like, well, hey, we don't need to spend twenty or what, what's Miller sixteen million dollars a year. Built into this is the conversation that Miller was the final piece, right? And right. final piece indicates you thought your offense was complete, and it clearly sure. was not. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Some of this, you know, we discovered along the way. Early in the season, they look great. In off season, fix things, get things on the right track. They're still a good team. They've got holes to fill, though. Eight oh three oh five fifty on the splits. Allen before and after the elbow injury, and some really alarming numbers on this that aren't even really on him. Things that happen to this offense down the stretch. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.